Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey everybody, welcome to the Buffalo Plus podcast. Mike Catalana along with Dan Fates. Hey, please make sure to like, comment, give us a rating. We appreciate your support on this podcast. This is coming just a hour or so, a couple hours after the Bills demolish the Titans on Monday Night Football. Dan, what'd you think of that effort? Uh, Not bad. Uh, I think that this Bills team, a lot of hype. Maybe they were underhyped. Maybe it wasn't enough hype for how good of a team, uh, especially the Bills that played these first two weeks. Yeah. Um, You know, it started out as one of those games, I even tweeted at the end of the first quarter, it had a Titans kind of game feel to it. Yeah. It was a little messy, uh, penalties, physical, all those things. And it, it was sort of down in the mud. And it was 7-7. And you're like, all right, are we going to be in for this game tonight? <laughs> we weren't in for that game. Nope. And then by the time, you know, really at, by halftime, you know, the game was in, in control. And then the third quarter happened and Josh Allen didn't even need to play in the fourth or Stephon Diggs. And honestly, they could have taken him out even earlier. Yeah. This, that Titans team was done. Done. In the third quarter. Yep. They got demolished. Um, We just got to talk about Diggs and Allen. I mean, I've never seen a Bills combo quite like this. And I mean, Andre Reid has a gold jacket and so does Jim Kelly. They were phenomenal. But it's the big plays. It mm-hmm. is the it is the in sync yeah. ability the two of them have. It's it's really something to watch. And it was good from I'll say day one, but yeah. it's so much better now. Yeah, we we've tried to get them to talk about do you think the relationship's getting better and better? And they constantly give us these cliche answers about how we're just working every single day. But their body language is different. The, the the way that they can feel where each other and know where each other is going to be, I think is something that, like you said, you haven't seen before. The Bills haven't had, at least you know, under Sean McDermott, that this offense of having that go-to guy. And I know he's been the go-to guy. I know he's been the number one wide receiver. But now he may be playing like the number one wide receiver in the entire league with Josh Allen maybe being the best quarterback in the league. Let's talk about the different touchdowns because I asked Diggs about that after the game because he had three very different touchdowns. You're down there on the field yeah, watching them operate. First of all, Josh on that fourth down play. <laughs> Amazing. And you're trying to follow him. I know you got the camera on your shoulder trying to follow him, but he's all over the place. And then all of a sudden, there's Diggs. There's seven points or six points. And, and I also thought that that ball was going to Dawson Knox, who was over in that area, and then all of a sudden Diggs cuts in front and scores. And that's some of the stuff, like I said, uh, J- McDermott and 
Alan joked that it was you know the backyard play, schoolyard play. It looks like one of those ones you drop in the in the dirt. Allen was saying it's fourth down. He's not going to throw the ball away. I need to buy time. He bought just enough. And Diggs, again, having that sense of knowing what Josh is going to do. We talk a lot about the play caller and Josh needing to be on the same page, this time with Ken Dorsey. And Josh has talked about you need to be able to finish each other's sentences. Stephon Diggs needs to somewhat be able to read Josh's mind when he's going out in those routes and where to be, and it has just been a magical combo through two weeks. I want you to tell everybody what it looked like from the field on the long touchdown pass. It was incredible. It was incredible. Maybe the best touchdown I have ever filmed at any point. I was so excited afterwards, I felt like I had caught the touchdown. (laughs) was part of it. But obviously, and in, in, like I said, the slow motion of it is when it, you go back and watch it, Diggs looks like he's running a corner route, and then he's coming into my frame, as, as you can see down the middle of the field as I'm looking at Josh, and then he puts his foot in the ground and makes it a post. And he puts a defender on skates, catches the ball, the ball never left my frame, and then Diggs somersaults in the end zone and dances. It was... Again, just a perfect throw, play design, execution, the whole nine yards. How would you rate the dance? Uh, well, I'll eight, say the dance. Because Josh jumps in. Yes. They do the handshake. Yep. Diggs is still going, and then Josh got this little move puts like the, the, in the holster. Put, puts the finger gun in the holster. I don't think I've seen him do that before, has he? No, and it was also... Very subtle. This wasn't like a go up to the camera. There have been times after he scores touchdowns, he's running off the field, firing up the crowd. This was a casual like, yeah, I got that. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. I, I thought the way – and then the last one was just on a slant. Yep. Just like this normal old slant. Boom, yep. boom. Touchdown. Yep. Done. And then that's why I said that to Diggs, and I loved his answer because he said, you got to be able to do those things if you're going to be the 1A, the one receiver. Yeah. And you got to be getting there because you're quarterback, and he goes, and I got a quarterback that'll get you the ball. He certainly does. And think about with this game, no Gabe Davis. No out Gabe there. Davis is. And huge. look at the first drive. Yep. They go right down the field and they score. Allen completes six passes on the first drive to five different people. I mean, he Kumaro. threw the touchdown yeah. to Reggie Gilliam who was a horse, man, playmaker on that play. It looked like Pat DeMarco going down the field, Josh throwing it deep to the By fullback. The way, they did throw deep to the fullback. They did. And I said somewhere Pat DeMarco was smiling <laughs> on that one. But he got it to different guys. I mean, touchdown Jesus caught a couple of balls on yep. that first drive. And because you're thinking, okay, first of all, I got to say, you know, Diggs talked a lot of trash against Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. There was no one on that field for the Titans that warranted trash talking nope. from Stefan Diggs. Caleb Farley was a number one pick. He tortured him. They really had nobody, nobody. He was so open most of the time. They had no no idea how to try to cover him. Yeah, and that, that's the thing is it didn't really matter who was covering him or attempting to cover him. It was one of those things where Josh, we always – Talk about the great play calling. And I've said it's it's tough when it's I feel like play calling is so much results oriented. Like we sit there and go, like, oh, if it was a great play, it was a good play call, and, and vice versa. Uh the play didn't work well, it was a bad play call. Um Josh has got to look at Diggs on every single play and got to throw him the ball twelve times, 148 catches, three touchdowns. It 
it really didn't matter what the Titans tried because it didn't work. Yeah. Um, you know, he got the ball to other people. Dawson Knox had a few nice catches in the game. He was effective. Uh, they just moved the ball. They didn't run it. They ran it early. Singletary had a nice run. Oh, that's, that was cute. And then, as Dan likes to say, it was a wait. They they were wasting downs running the football. And I, as I we talked about in the Buffalo Plus podcast or on the YouTube channel after the game, our recaps. I think Ken Dorsey follows me on Twitter <laughs> because he must have seen it at halftime going. And it was the first one. It was the drive that set up maybe the the first Stephon Diggs touchdown. I can't remember what it was, but I, I just sat there and I said it was a first down run. Singletary lost four yards, and then the next play, Josh threw a seam, a perfect ball to Dawson Knox. He gets crushed, but it's a perfect throw, and then they march down the field and score. And it's like, imagine calling a running play when you have these weapons and this quarterback. Yeah, I mean, this team couldn't stop anything they were doing. There's going to be teams that play better defense than the Titans. Yes. I would hope so. For a team that prides itself on defense, man, they I know they got a lot of injuries in the secondary. We'll get to the Bills injuries in a minute, but they're just not a good team. Um Derrick Henry's their best player. Yeah. And the Bills made him look like an irrelevant rookie. Yeah. He it did nothing. Made the Titans even go more one dimensional um than they already are. Uh the the lead helped to get out in front and then I thought Tremaine Edmonds played really well. Jordan Phillips, Greg Rousseau, some names that you, you know, I didn't say Von Miller there. Like Von played good, but it was other guys that thought that really stepped up. Yeah. Uh Jordan Phillips, you said it. He is a disruptive dude on that D-line. And it's a different way than what, you know, Ed Oliver has done. Phillips is just a massive body who moves like a guy that's 5'8". Like, like, the way that he is providing that pressure that teams are always looking to get on the quarterbacks because they know how much quarterbacks hate pressure in their face. Jordan Phillips is doing that along with just using his size to slow down the run. Yeah, really effective. Now let's talk about the Splash Brothers. Tremaine made splash plays. Sav. Sav Maine. Sav Maine. As Von Miller said yes. that he goes, when I first met Tremaine Edmonds, because Von will just go on story time and with his answers at the podium, said that the first time he, he met Tremaine, he asked him, what do you want me to call you? And Tremaine said, call me Sav. Sav Maine. Savage. And he played like it today. He did. He played really well. And Mike, you said there were things that you don't normally see from him and things we've wanted to see out of him tonight. He looked more instinctive to me. He just exploded towards the ball, got a sack. I love I love, love seeing it. him. I don't Blitz. know. Maybe he's just not good at it. I just think physically I love seeing him chase the quarterback, and he did it. And then Matt Milano, splash play, take it to the house. Could have had more splashes. He could have had a second okay, one. i got to look this up. He had an opportunity – for back-to-back plays with interceptions, possibly even a second pick six against two different quarterbacks. Yep. I can't imagine that's ever happened yeah. in the NFL yeah. before. But he, the second one he caught like a linebacker. Yes. Yeah, he just – but Poyer dropped one too. Yeah. He had the one on the deflection, dropped another one near the goal line, but that was early in the game. It, it's kind of funny to think for a while this was an actual game. Um, yeah. And then they just dominated. So those guys, I love – I'm keep. i going to keep calling them the kids. 
the two rookie corners. Yeah. The kids are all right. Little who reference for you yeah. there. Uh, I love Benford. He is tough. He tracked down. I tweeted about it. He tracked down. Um, Henry. Henry. Yep. Got him for a four-yard loss. Yeah. That was a man's tackle right there. Yep. They made that play. Elam got in on him. The same thing with Henry. Didn't take him for a loss. I think it was right at the line of scrimmage. But they were good at the point of attack. You know, Tannehill, Tannehill is a decent football player. Throws a decent sure. pass. When guys are open, he can put it on them. You know, he's he's the kind of guy you can win with. You don't win because of. Yep. He's just an okay player. But if guys are open, he'll usually get them the ball. Yeah. He's not going to make a lot of special plays. Two games in. These guys do not look at all out of place. No, and Elam had a couple of nice tackles in the open field where Tannehill got the ball out in the flats and on third down, and, and Elam stood his ground and made made an open field tackle. Like, that is what you need. And guess, like, I always remember Deion Sanders never wanted to tackle. Like, like that's right. part of it. Like, these corners in Sean McDermott's defense and Leslie Frazier's defense, they have to be able to make tackles in space to be effective. And, it, you know, again, especially on third down, to get off the field is, is massive. Yeah, it was. Um, the downside. Boy, the Dane Jackson thing. Now, look, the latest we know is that we're recording this. We could move all his extremities. Uh, you know, Jordan Poyer said he texted him, said I'm okay. Again, I don't go too much by that. It's his friend yeah. and teammates saying I'm okay. I don't know what okay is. Right. Sean McDermott said he saw him at halftime before he went. I think it was encouraging that part of it. That is strictly from a guy that we know, that yeah. fans know, that is a player and a person on the team. We're not talking about him playing football. We're just talking about him being okay. Right. It does appear to be in that direction, which is great. And then I think it's all right to then say football-wise, Yeah. I don't know if Dane, when Dane's going to be ready to play. He might be yeah. ready Sunday in Miami. He might be out a few weeks. He might be out more. I, we have no idea. No idea. Whenever the ambulance comes out, it's scary. Yeah. And, and you just, you have those. For me, it was Aaron Williams. Like, like that was a flashback of, like, yeah. seeing seeing an ambulance come on to, you know, New Era, Highmark, Ralph Wilson Stadium. Like, it's just, it's an eerie feeling. Sean McDermott said, um, you go from a football coach to a human being and said it was surreal to see Dane loaded up onto a stretcher and into an ambulance. Yeah. You asked Jordan Poyer about how the team handled all all this, and he said it was weird. The it was a weird, was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Injuries right at the beginning, and just guys laying on the field. And I always feel for those guys. Like that happens, and then everybody claps, person leaves, and then the whistle blows, and you go right back to playing football. And got to make a tackle. Put your head down. I mean, it is a it's a tough tough game. And but your mind's got to just change when you see one of your teammates get hurt like that. Because it feels weird for me. I don't know about you. Like it feels weird that the ambulance goes drives away and they go, "All right, let's go." Yeah, and they just second down, and you're like, "What about okay?" Yeah, yeah. the guy who's going in the ambulance. Then Micah Hyde goes down, and he was in pain, and it took a little while, and he did not look great leaving the field. But again, he got you could see it. You guys watched it on TV. You could see him get hit to the head. Mm-hmm. They said neck, right? I think yeah, neck was neck. the official um, listing. Yeah, it could have been that stinger, that yep. intense pain to begin, and then maybe it subsides a little. Yeah. But he's a tough guy, too. 
But there's toughness and then there's injury. So we don't know mm-hmm. where he is uh, in that case. But And Milano uh, left with his stinger. Yeah. Ret- now, the it, only thing I would say, you said, was Milano and, and Phillips. Phillips. And they didn't return. The game was... The game was out of hand. Yep. So that, I don't know, would they have played? Maybe, right, maybe not. Right, right. But when you see these injuries, you started out with no... You know, you, you were missing no Ed Ed, Oliver, settle. no Settle, and no Gabe Davis. It was like, okay, they were already short. Um, but this team finds a way. Yeah. we got plenty of time to talk Miami. It's going to yeah. be a lot of fun. The guys talked a little bit about it. Diggs was like, you know, that's a good team. <laughs> you know, I watched. It's a good-ass team. Good-ass team is what he says. Yeah. Just like Jalen Ramsey's a good-ass player. Yeah. He, uh, I like his very nondescript little cursing that he does. It's yeah. funny. I think, again, I, I'm, I'm on the sidelines. After his third touchdown, after Steph's done for the day, him going up and down the sidelines, high-fiving, high-fiving the defensive guys, high-fiving the offensive line. I know that he didn't come to Buffalo with the greatest reputation. Yeah. And, and, and I will also say it's easy to be the happy guy team player when you're getting 150 targets a year. I think that also plays into it. When, when, when you're excelling, it's, it's easier to be happy and be yeah. happy for the team when you're having individual success. But the way that he has taken on the leadership role, he talked about his body language today. He's like, when things don't go well, like I want to make sure my body language was better because there wasn't Gabe and that, they were going to have to face some adversity, and you know they they didn't convert on all their fourth down or third down. So I think that was that was a part of it, and it's just he continues to impress me with what he does as a leader. Yeah, and then he was asked about was it special to beat the Titans because they had lost to him, and he's like, Nah, no, nah, I like Nashville hot chicken and all. It's not personal. <laughs> it goes his business when we get out there, but he likes eating the hot chicken when he goes to Nashville. But they mentioned Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh said. You know, the, the division had a big day, right? Big two days. The division won every game. Every game. Yeah. I mean, it does count when the Browns just throw a game away, right? It still, still does. Still does. Yep. Good for the Jets. Even the Patriots won, whatever they are. And the Dolphins look good. So it's one eye on that game already. Um, they say it's just another game. Just like this one's another game. Yeah. And I'm not making fun of them. I said this to you last week. They believe it. It's real. That's the way they think. Like, they're happy about this, and then they'll get ready. So I don't worry about them being ready. I worry about them being healthy yeah. for the next game. Because yeah. you can only lose so many guys. You know, that secondary is going to be – could be thin. We don't know for sure. Right. And we will see, but – And it's going to be – it'll be their – I mean, Cooper Cup is, is one thing. I, I don't really think there was any real threat in this one. Um yeah, but some but, nice wide receivers, sure. but nobody that's Waddle good. or or Tyree Kill. Right, those guys are, are for real, and the Dolphins should feel good. And I got to tell you, I think it's going to be fun. You and I will be down there. Yep, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to be down there because Miami is appears to be good, mm-hmm. and they know. Look, this is what the Bills eventually became for the Patriots. Yeah, now the Patriots had a long, long run, so it's a little different. But the Bills became that team. The Dolphins think they can be that team to the Bills. Took the Bills a little while with Josh Allen yeah. to finally figure out the Patriots. 
kind of took Tom Brady leaving, yeah. but it did. But the Dolphins think they're that team. Yeah, and, and two things have, have changed. One is Josh Allen has dominated and has owned the Dolphins. Yep. Some of his best games of his career have been against Miami. Um, on the flip side, Tua has struggled against Buffalo. Yeah. He just hasn't get good games. Um, they've kind of had his number. They knocked him out last year in Miami, and then he was really bad in, in the series, season finale, I think it was. When oh, they, yeah. When, when they dominated him in that one. Yeah. Um, so, new coaches – Mike McDaniels, I've been joking around about it on Twitter, that like coaching matters in the NFL. And and great coaches get the most out of the talent they have around them. And confidence is a hell of a drug. And right now Miami has that. So we'll, I, I, I'm curious as, when we talk to the Bills, it'll be Thursday this week, um, how much you take, how much film are they going to watch on obviously these first two weeks, their previous meetings, and do you go back to watch Mike McDaniels and what he did in San Francisco? Like, like, how do you break all of that down? Yeah, I think coaches would have done that. And then they'll probably give them certain things that mm -hmm. they do. But now they've got two games of tape on them, too. So they've seen it in yeah. a Miami uniform. And they look good. They look well coached. Yeah. I mean, they weren't perfect on Sunday. No, but they're aggressive. But man, they found a way. They and, did. And I think being aggressive is when you have, your, when you have a coach that believes in you. Yeah. I, I think – it just makes you want to more confident when you step out in the field going, hey, our coach is going to put us in a best the best-case scenario to win this game. Yeah, that's what they're not seeing in Denver. Um, nope. So last week, Jenna and I, when we did our podcast, we talked about the food at the games. So for those of you who don't know, I end up in the press box. Dan or Jenna end up down by the field and then on the field. Um, in different places, it's different. Last week, great food spread, fantastic in L.A. last game. Sa exact same thing upstairs in the press box that was downstairs in the media room. Upstairs in the press box, I will start with that. Nice little spread. They even actually emailed out the menu. They talked about bone-in chicken wings. I don't know who these yeah. these. Uh, shut-ins are that come to Buffalo and have to be told it's bone-in wings, but yeah. this was on the thing. I did not have the wings in this case. They nope. were a little too saucy. Saucy for the... For like half time. Of for, the your, for your dainty hands? Yeah, well, I, I was, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm doing monster amount of work during the game. Right, right. Uh, didn't have the wings, had some chicken, it was good. They had a little salad, a little bit of fruit. Nice array of drinks, some candies. Dan, what was it like down on the field? Uh, I had a <laughs> a sandwich that was in a, a package. How old was that sandwich? I'd like to think, well, here's the thing. So you go into the media workroom and you grab, they're just box lunches. And I grabbed one and I was like, oh, perfect. It's a turkey and Swiss sandwich, whatever. Open it up. No sandwich. Oh, and, really? And I thought, I've heard of low carb, but this is a little, <laughs> this is a little much. It, so I went back and got another one. Uh, and you had to open it up, and then I put some little the mustard on it, and yeah. uh, that was. And then I had my bag of Lay's Lay's potato chips and my chocolate Always chip cookie. Always the Lay's and the cookie. Um, it's just I've noticed when I've had those sandwiches down there, those little get a little icy, like on the inside. Was yeah, it oh yeah, that? oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. it's like it's cold. I would have to say, Bills have stepped up in the press box, but man, 
not much for the photographers downstairs. And I think the last time we were in Miami, they had like empanadas. Like oh. it, and I was like, this is a nice little touch. Yeah. Downstairs. Downstairs. Wow. Yeah. All right. Maybe I'll have to come down and eat downstairs. I liked it. In Miami. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what ends up. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun yep. to go to Miami. Uh, and I think the focus will be on, I think more of the storylines will be Miami and not the Bills. I think the Bills will go into this one, you can't say flying under the radar, but they're, the Bills being 2-0 and is not as big of a surprise oh, no. as to what the Dolphins have been at 2-0. and Yes, especially the way they got the second one. And right. it'll be, now we'll see what the Dolphins are made of. They're going against the Super Bowl favorites. Correct. The team they have to compete with in the division. Yes. So we got plenty of time. We'll be talking more about that this week. Um, and Dan mentioned the Buffalo Plus channel on YouTube. If you go there, constant content about the team. So make sure you check that out. And we thank you for being here. Go ahead. Leave comments. Like the podcast we'd enjoy that tell your friends about it we would appreciate it and uh, we always enjoy talking to you and this podcast comes out the morning after every bills game so remember that for when you get up in the morning going to work you want to hear about our thoughts on the game and a recap of what it is just make sure you think of buffalo plus that's going to do it for us tonight for dan fates i'm mike catalano thanks for listening and we'll check you out next time on buffalo plus